owners, welcome to episode five of Loaded. Um, this episode's going to be a little bit different. Um, I didn't actually get an opportunity to have a guest on the show, so we are going to have what I'm calling a solo sesh. Um, hopefully, this will be something that we can actually incorporate a little bit more. Maybe I can do it, you know, once a month or really just as a filler anytime that I can't find somebody to join me. Um, just to give you guys a little bit of background, the way that my schedule is kind of set up, um, I work seven days a week, so my time is really limited uh, when it comes down to um, having multiple opportunities to record the audio portion of these podcasts. Um, I normally only have like one or two days and I only have like half the day to do it. And even though you guys only hear a certain part of the audio, normally the sessions that are recorded can be up to like two hours in length and then I just have to edit it all down. So sometimes it's hard to find people. That's okay. We're still going to make it work. So because we're doing a solo sesh, um, what I also tried to incorporate this time to make it a little bit more interesting was a visual aspect of the episode. So um, what I'm actually going to have available for you guys, um, it's going to be dropping the same time that this is. Um, I think I'm going to put it on YouTube for now. I wanted to use WeTube, but it kind of looks like they might be having some problems with like their coding in their background because the website's not like really working if that makes sense like the way it looks it it looks like a link is broken somewhere so I go to click to make an account and then all the pages are merged together and you can see some script writing on there and it's just kind of not working the greatest so I think I'll put it up on YouTube for now it could possibly get taken down but you know we'll deal with it as it comes so um go check that out I think it I think it turned out pretty well um I also want to take this time to kind of do a personal check-in and then a check-in with you guys. So, you know, why are you guys smoking today? Today, I'm smoking because I've been fucking stressed out as fuck. Um, write in, let me know, you know, why you guys are lighting up today, why you light up every day, if there's a specific reason. Let's let's take some time to kind of get to know each other better and, and check in, see how each other's doing, how we're vibing, how we're living life. Um, and um, I do kind of want to just apologize a little bit for the video. Um, it's not that it's bad at all, but the person that I was working with was supposed to do a little bit more um, editing on certain parts. So um, what you're going to see basically is me kind of talking, but everything's muted out. Um, I tried to answer like the questions and discuss the topics that you guys wrote into me on the live video, but it just, I was really high and I was too focused on trying to like make shit work, which you guys will understand once you watch the video. Um, I just wasn't focused. And so I was rambling and I was babbling and it just all sounded stupid. So I cut the audio out, but there's some pieces that for whatever reason aren't displaying properly. Um, I started off using an Apple. I'm not going to tell you guys what I was using the Apple for, but you probably know at this point, so just go watch it anyway. Um, that part got cut out. There's kind of some long parts of me, like, I guess you could say talking, you know, you can't hear me and they weren't really supposed to be included. So we're just trying to do the best that we can because I already made you guys wait a few extra days than I normally do, which I apologize for that as well. I'm trying to be as consistent as I can be with this, but I do kind of work by myself. So it's a, it's a little bit hard to get things done sometimes, uh, when I'd like to, especially if I do have to rely on other people for parts of the episode and you know, their work's taking a little bit longer. So Without further ado, um, I'm going to get into the dank of the day. Um, so I'm sparking up some pineapple kush. And um, I know on the last episode with uh, Mr. Castle, 
and uh, Lash Mob Dolo that we kind of like pushed you guys to really listen um, to the episode and then go read the blog. Uh, and I apologize. I actually had a super high moment and I had made the blog and then fell asleep. And then I thought that I had published it, but it didn't. And then it turned out that it didn't even save. And so I actually went on a few days after to go look at it and review everything. And I realized it wasn't there. And instead of just posting it late, I figured I would drop it at the same time as this episode so that, you know, the content was there. And if you're already on there, you know, reading through what episode five kind of had in store, you can do the same thing for episode four. So pineapple kush dough. Um, sparking up right now smoking it backward as usual let me get my notes up oh and I do want to apologize I have to have my window open while I smoke because um, I set the fire alarm off a lot in my apartment because the smoke in the room it just gets too boxy and it just can't handle it so had to leave it open a little bit I live kind of off a busy street so if you hear cars I really do apologize I'm going to try my best to kind of cut that out of the audio if I can alrighty so pineapple Kush. Pineapple Kush. Um, obviously, you're going to get some um, some scents and some flavors of pineapple when you smoke it, but I feel like it has a little bit of an earthy taste with it as well. But at the same time, I do smoke a lot of outdoor, and so I think that that's kind of where I might be getting the earthy taste from. Um, but regardless, a lot of times when I do buy outdoor um it's not that the quality is bad, but they do sell it for a lot cheaper than the indoor because it's the potency is not supposed to be as strong. So I always get really happy when I get a really great batch of some good uh, outdoor. And that's exactly what this is. Um, it says that it has a, on Leafly, it says it has a bit of a mint undertone. I personally don't taste that, but every batch is different. So you might get that if you try and smoke this. Um, the buds are brown and green in color. Um, and they are coated with amber crystals. If you look really closely, you can't see the crystals, but because they're amber, they do kind of blend in a little bit with the actual nug since it does have brown in there. Um, it says that the THD content is up to 15%. Obviously, that can switch a little bit, but the great thing about pineapple kush, you guys, is that it has CBD in it. It's only 0.14%, um, but it does give you the, the effects of CBD just like it would if you were, you know, smoking CBD or if you had tinctures and you were using it that way or, you know, however you guys do it. Um, uh, pineapple kush is like super, super high on the happiness chart. <laughs> um, it's kind of the same as the rest of them. I mean, they're always going to make you feel, uh, you know, uplifted, euphoric, maybe a little bit relaxed. Um, the pineapple kush though does give you a little bit of energy. Um, so that's always nice. You know, you're not, you know, you don't have that locked in the couch feeling, none of that. It's, it's just a really solid strain. I feel like, um, and it does get a lot of uh, recognition because it does have CBD. Um, and so I think that's important to kind of address because I don't know if everybody knows that you can buy strains that have both THC and CBD. Um, some are just THC, some are just CBD, and then you can get a combination of both, you know? Uh, weed's been around for a while, and so by 2018, you know, they've made a lot of uh, a lot of advancements, a lot of, uh, a lot of cool new strains, just things to check out that they didn't have, you know, back back in our parents' day or whatever. Um, so I'm going to bring up some of the topics, and I'm, I'm actually kind of excited to talk about this. This episode's not going to be as long, hopefully. Uh, I'm going to try and keep it down to about 30 minutes since it's just me talking and I don't have a guest to interview. Um, but I did get some good um, questions kind of uh, as well. So we'll go ahead and talk about that. Sorry, I'm trying to pull my notes up right now. And I have so many tabs open on my computer. Like I'd say at least 17. Oh, yeah. And just kind of going back into um, why I'm smoking today. I had a really rough day. 
Um, I recently got promoted into a new position at my job, which I'm super thankful for. And I'm learning to really love this new position, but it's, uh, it's like billing and accounting. So it's a lot of balancing out numbers and just making sure that everything basically matches. And I'm horrible with numbers. Like I'm slightly dyslexic. I get my numbers mixed up a lot. And, um, so it's kind of embarrassing sometimes when I'm at work, you know, it's not like I have to do a whole lot of, uh, calculating or anything, but what I do have to do is working with really, really small amounts. And so I do have to use a calculator because it's like, I'm not going to try and add point zero 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 five seven to point one eight nine to point zero eight. Like I'm just, it's going to get a little bit confusing. So, you know, that's where, that's where I'm at with that. But, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's caused me to have to take a little bit more time at work, which I'm fine with because I'm still getting paid. Hey, but you know, going a little bit early, stay a little bit later just to make sure that I'm getting everything the way that I need to get it. So that's kind of why I'm smoking. Oh, also, uh, I feel like this white lady was like really weirdly rude to me today. So on my lunch, I go to the same spot every day. It's like right by my job, but I basically just post up there, chill, you know, call my dad if I need to talk to him, whatever, but really just like use that time to kind of relax, kind of get my mind back. Right. Since I'm using so much of it now, as opposed to before. Um, and, uh, this white lady was taking pictures of my car and she was in her car and she was just kind of posting her driveway, but, uh, we were out in the cuts. Like it's a, it's just a one road. You take it in, you take it out. And I, you know, go there every day. It's not like there's two lanes for cars. You just kind of have to split it because not a lot of people go down there, but it's, it's public property. So she's taking pictures of my car and I open my car door and then I say, excuse me, is there a problem? You know, she, oh shits herself because she doesn't realize that I'm going to say something and she closes her phone real fast. And then, you know, she rolls her window down and I say, excuse me, is there a problem? And she uh, was like, I can't hear you. And I said, okay, well you can pull up then, right? You're, you're leaving anyway, because look, you know, she's in her car. Why else would you be in your car with the car on, you know, just kind of sitting there taking pictures of me unless you're fucking weird. So she starts driving and uh, she pulls up next to me and she rolls her window down. And um, I say, excuse me, what's the problem? And she said, well, we have a lot of problems on this street. And I said, okay, um, is this public property or is it private? And she said, the street is, is open to the public. And I said, cool. So you don't really have any ground to stand on right now, do you? And she was like, it's not illegal to take pictures. And I said, no, but if I'm asking you not to do so, I expect you not to do so, especially when I haven't done anything that's warranted you to take pictures of my car. And I'm trying to solve whatever issue you have right now. So let, let, let's solve it, you know? And you would just tell based by the way she was looking at me that she was judging me. If you guys go watch the video, you'll see. I mean, you'll see what I look like. You'll see if she had anything to judge, but, um, personally don't feel like she did. And then, uh, she got upset because, uh, I, I feel like I kind of proved her wrong and I kind of shut her up. So she said, well, I'm, this conversation's over. I said, okay, then you can drive away. Like you're in your fucking car. Go, go. So being the annoying extra petty bitch that I am, as soon as she pulled off, I was on her ass with my phone out hella extra out of my window, taking pictures of her license plate of her car because I want her to know what it felt like. And then we get to a stop sign and I see a sticker on her car that says freedom isn't free. And I knew at that point that she was a Trump supporter and that I was not going to get anywhere with this old ass white bitch. And that's just all I have to say about that. So people are crazy. You know, you can't take shit personally. They have their own opinions, but I'm just like, to me, mind your fucking business. Like if I'm not doing anything to you, I wasn't in front of her house. I was like down the street a little bit. So it's like, you know, what is the problem? Like, I feel like you, you're old. 
you don't have a job and you're bored, but maybe you should get a hobby. So you're not just being a fucking creep all day, taking pictures of people and making them feel unwanted on fucking a public street, bitch, because that's not a thing. So I will call you out every time. I just feel like what's right is right. And what's wrong is wrong. And if I'm not doing anything wrong and if whoever's not doing anything wrong and they're getting harassed by somebody, like it's just go away. Like you are literally creating a problem that's not there and then you're getting mad at that other person trying to blame it on them and it's like I'm sorry was I the one that really started this Uh, I don't think so I literally parked there every day and I told her that and I said I don't know if you're new here but I've been parking here every day for the last eight months so maybe you should get out of the house more it's kind of what I'm thinking (sighs) so to get back on the topic of this fucking podcast so the first topic that was written into me to discuss um was how weed affects physical activity Um, like when it comes to working out if it can be used as a stimulant like pre-workout or if it should be used as part of recovery um, like a post-workout type drink anything like that Um, this was sent in by my friend Ruben hi Ruben hi RJ I've known him for years he's a great friend yeah thank you for writing in (laughs) Um, so I when I went to go uh, answer this question in the video, I actually uh, didn't do a lot of research because I just didn't have time to do it. And uh, I'm kind of glad that I took the extra time because I did do a little bit of research this time and I was actually really pleasantly surprised with what I found because it gives great insight. So first of all, did y'all even fucking know that they have 420 games? Like, yeah, it's, it's in Denver, Colorado. There are 420 games. It's like an Olympic-ish event competing with a 420-mile race. They have a kickball tournament. Um, and then they have so social events that break down the stereotypes that have been built up uh, during the era of cannabis prohibition. So it just seems like it'd be like a really cool thing to be involved in. Um, and obviously, you know how everyone is there. They're fucking high. So anybody that's participating or competing or whatever, like it's just they're high. So I saw this article and I was like, look, I need to I need to read more about this. I need to see what's going on. So <clears throat> the biggest thing, though, that I want to start by saying is that there's no actual medical study that's been done when it comes to this. And it is unfortunate, but because weed hasn't really been considered as a alternative type of medicine, um, they haven't, I feel like really felt the need to look into it, especially if the stigma is that weed is bad and they're going to prove that smoking it is actually good. And then they have research and studies to back that up. They don't want that shit getting out. Um, so what I did read though, is that it says, um, There have been lab researchers that have isolated the chemicals that are inside of weed, basically. They'll uh, pull out the the THC, um, the CBD, um, the oils, turpins, uh, everything that gives you any type of special feeling, if you will. Um, They basically try to isolate each of the chemicals and test the effects. um, But at the same time, it's not exactly true to life because the drugs are not working in tandem. And that's what we experience when we smoke is all of them working together. We're not just smoking one of those variables to where we could test it on our own and say, yes, THC is what works and the CBD doesn't, or, uh, the turpins is what gives me this particular ability to go lift a hundred pounds. Like, no, you know, it's a little bit harder than just saying like, yes, this is good for you and it can help you or no, it's not because things just interact differently. It depends on the person and it depends on the strain, obviously. Um, so we, they said in the uh, article that we know how CBD responds to a single receptor in a Petri dish, but 
it's interacting with 60 different receptors in the body when you smoke it. So that right there, it's it's not exactly scalable to where they can take the research that they've done on individual parts of weed and kind of relate it to actual life and tell you what it will do and what it won't do for you. Um, you know, it says that the turpin is associated with sleepiness in the lab, but perplexingly it's a key component for more stimulating strains of marijuana. So it's, it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like oxymoron. Like it, it's supposed to make you sleepy, but it can be used as a stimulant. So it, this was just really interesting to me. And even though it's not like clear cut, it's not black and white, I didn't exactly get an answer for it. I just thought that the research behind it that they have done was really interesting um, to kind of just, I don't know, add on to your knowledge database when it comes down to weed. I just think that it's important to kind of educate yourself on, on shit. So um, but it basically ended up saying that, um, it, it all depends on the person. It's hard to say what's going to happen. Some people might feel great. Some people might fe- feel terrible and some people may not feel anything at all. Um, but the two things that are pretty certain is that while one is really good, the other one's probably going to be really bad as far as your experience. Um, so we already know that, you know, we, uh, can alleviate aches. Um, it can help with reducing inflammation, with reducing pain, um, and it can potentially have improving effects on certain things that are going on with your body. Um, for me, for instance, I feel like it has um, improved over time um, my anxiety levels, um, just being able to calm myself down, remembering the state that I felt that I was in when I was high and trying to reiterate that to myself when I'm sober and, you know, things like that. Um, but again, because there was not much research on it. Um, um, the only thing that it did say that they could kind of speak a little bit more about is that marijuana has long been known to have a short-term effect on your heart. Um, more specifically, it can elevate your heart rate and send your blood pressure up. And sometimes you, you can even make it go down. Um, if you've smoked, you probably have felt that at some point where your heart rate will get really fast or sometimes it slows down to the point where you get really sleepy. So it can go either up or down, but obviously while you're working out, those two things are probably not great. <laughs> you want to have like an even balance. Um, so it, it does say that um, even with a healthy heart, that artificially raising your heart rate by smoking pot before you go to the gym, it's more likely to kind of wear you out. Sometimes as a result, you might even experience uh, slower reaction times or give out on your workout earlier. So for some people, it it might have more negative effects when you go to the gym and try and work out because it it may make you just want to go home and not do anything. You may not finish your workout. It may not be a great workout. You may not feel like you did much. Um, uh, But sometimes if your blood pressure is dropping, it can make you feel lightheaded or faint. Um, So I mean, you know, scientifically speaking with things that they have been able to prove when it comes to marijuana, good or bad, you know, with the, uh, the heart rate or, you know, the, the blood pressure, anything like that. Um, it, it kind of sounds like collectively it, it is up to the person, <laughs> just like we kind of thought it was. I like to smoke before I go to the gym. I'm kind of lazy as is. I don't really think that anybody super enjoys working out, especially doing cardio. Um, and that's what I do when I go to the gym on top of, you know, weights and everything else. So I know personally for myself that, I can do it, but it's because I've been doing it for a very long time. Um, I know the types of strains that I like to smoke before I go in. Um, and I know how much I, I can tolerate before I go in that it's not going to make my heart rate feel like that because I know exactly what they're talking about. When I read this, I was like, yes, I know exactly what you fucking mean. Sometimes I feel like I'm low-key going to pass out because my heart rate's just climbing up there and it's just beating out of my chest and I feel like I can't really control it. So, you know, 
but the, the person that, uh, that was interviewed, I think it was a scientist. It doesn't really give a name or much information on that, but it, he did give a forewarning saying that in general, he would be cautious about taking cannabis and exercising. Um, but if you think about it, a lot of times cannabis is used to relax. So I, I don't really think that people would have a hard time not smoking before going in. Um, especially if you take it kind of seriously or you work out a lot, you probably take some form of pre-workout or do something to give you a little bit more energy before you try and go complete your workout so you can complete it and you can give it your all. So just kind of going to jump into the next topic really quickly. Um, the next, uh, question that I got or not question, I'm sorry. The next uh, topic that we got to kind of discuss briefly, um, was a big pharma producing wheat, basically how they'll grow it, the chemicals that might be used, kind of how I feel about it from my perspective and how I think that they're going to, um, I guess, kind of operate that and how they're going to handle it. So I don't really keep up with stuff like this personally. Um, I don't really watch the news in any capacity when it comes to anything. So even when it comes to like weed, I, I try and keep myself up with the times, you know, to keep myself current, like in the state that I'm in, but just in general, like I don't really look into these things. So I was really surprised when I actually found out that there already is a big pharma company that has partnered with a cannabis producer, um, to try and be able to essentially prescribe weed through the doctors, um, instead of you just going to like a dispensary and getting it. Um, it sounds like they're trying to use capsules and just forms of like oil and extract, not actual bud. So you might still have to go to the club for that or use a delivery service for it. But to give you guys a little bit more information on, on the company, the cannabis producer that's working with Big Pharma, um, it's American-owned cannabis producer Tilray. Um, I personally had never heard of Tilray until this. They are American-owned, but they are um, located in Canada. Um, so it's not really something that I'm super familiar with. But when I did go to their website, they look to be huge. Like They, they look like they're probably one of the most established cannabis producers. Um, they work with scientists, they work with growers, they work with botanists, they work with herbologists, whoever they can to really try and produce great weed. Um, I'm not super big into big companies. I feel like at some point, even if it's supposed to be, you know, a, a great intentions, family owned, you're working with your friends, it's a fun environment, you get to a point where you get so big that it becomes corporate regardless if you want to or not. So I, when I went to their website, that was the vibe I got. So I was like, eh, I don't really feel like I fuck with them. But I looked at it and um, they kind of uh, have the like, I guess you could say the standards that they try and set for themselves when it comes down to the weed that they produce and then also the products that they sell. And one of the things that they really pride themselves on is purity. And so I was kind of like, all right, let me do a little bit, you know, more research on this. So they basically say on their website that the Tilray products um, are, are made from pure soil and water and they're precisely determined um, during harvest times uh, with minimal handling during fulfillment. So it just sounds like it's kind of how anybody would really grow it. And to me, that's what's important. I don't want my shit to be modified in any way. I want it to grow like a flower, like it's supposed to from the ground. That's that's kind of it. Um, they deliver. They have like assurance programs, patient services. But I mean, they have like an 844 number. So they're really big, you know. And anyway, so they're the ones it looks like um, that are partnering with, let me get back to my notes. I'm so sorry. Um, it's called the Navart Novartis group. 
I guess, they uh, produce generic pharmaceutical products. I mean, it just kind of went into the details of their partnership that they, uh, not one of the company's plans to have more access or more control than the other. They want it to be completely 50-50, which I was like, all right, cool. So if, if Tilray is on the side of, of smokers and they really want, you know, to make the cannabis community great, I feel like they are probably a good company to work with. Mind you, again, I don't know a lot about them. So if there's other shit that they've done or people that they work with or whatever, it's just not great. Feel free to let me know and I would be more than happy to change my opinion. <laughs> um, but basically, they plan to collaborate 50-50 on all key business supply, legal and marketing sales and the aspects of the proposed alliance. So seems like it's going to be a pretty cool joint project. Uh, to me, I believe in um, more of the medicinal side of marijuana than the recreational side of it, because I feel like the recreational side of it is what actually gives a really bad stigma to the cannabis community. I feel like if you need it and you're using it for a medicinal purpose, I feel like it's more of a respectable reason and people are probably going to be more inclined to be tolerating of it. And at the same time, although we don't really care if people tolerate it, we have our own community. I still like to think that I respect other people's feelings. Um, I'm not going to walk into a group of people that I don't know, or even if I do that, I know don't like to smoke and just spark up in front of them. You know, I'm not going to do it around children. You know, there's certain people in my family that may not feel comfortable uh, with it. And even though sometimes I might feel like, Hey, I shouldn't have to hide this or, Hey, I shouldn't have to go somewhere else to smoke. Like it's fine. You know, it's okay. I can walk two steps to the right and spark up somewhere. It's not a big deal. So that's kind of that. The only, my only thing is, uh, I really do hope that they don't try to produce it on a bigger level, you know, and kind of fuck shit up. Because I feel like that's where it more than likely is going to be headed. Um, I read the other day that Snoop Dogg has like the largest growing operation currently. And I think that that's great. But it's like, you know, someone like Snoop, who's actually a patient who actually does use weed um, and smokes it every single day. He's going to make sure that his shit's good quality, but he also has the resources to put into that. And I just feel like you're not going to get something from him that's going to be bad. His name and his brand is too important. I don't really think that some of the big pharma companies really give a fuck about their brand. I really don't. Not in the sense that they don't want to promote it in a good way, but they don't care if they're known for sketchy shit. Because at the end of the day, depending on who your insurance is or who your doctors work with, sometimes you don't have an option but to go to certain pharmacies. So they don't really care how they treat you or what they give you or really just anything in between as long as they're getting their money that's really all they care about so that's that oh and the person that wrote that in uh that topic in um was soul trill um check him out he's a rapper i'm gonna list everybody's information so that you guys can go and check them out if you want to in the blog which i promise to have up this time um so definitely um go check him out give him a shout out he's been super supportive since day one of this podcast and he's he's just awesome um he's pretty big in the weed community i'd say as far as going to vendor shows and just doing more than your typical stoner would do um but yeah he's awesome thank you so much for writing in and just being so supportive of my podcast this whole time you're just wonderful thank you. <laughs> All right. So let me take a second and spark up real quick because I've just been talking a lot. I'm a little bit parched, got some cotton mouth, but I also just want to get a little bit more high because I'm not even halfway through this blunt right now. This is why it's nice to have a co-host because I don't have to do all the talking. And I really am sorry if I'm boring you guys. I'm not good at this. So my, my bitch, my bitch Maria wrote into me. Now I'm gonna give you a little bit of background information on Maria. I know I didn't give you background information on the two, but me and Maria were close. I fucking love this bitch. So when I was uh, 18, I graduated high school. It was like, I think literally seven days later, a week later, I started college. Um, I had signed up for a vocational school. 
I went for criminal justice. I'm not really the school type. I wanted to get in, wanted to get out. Didn't really look into my options. And if I did, I probably wouldn't have gone with that school, to be honest with you. Pretty sure the whole like school system ended up shutting down. I know my campus shut down. So whatever. I wouldn't recommend it um, if it is still out there. If it's not, then just definitely look into your options for vocational schools because they're just as expensive as four years. And like you're just not going to get the same quality education from them. They're kind of a joke. Not not all vocational schools, Kaplan specifically. So Maria wrote in, though, um, and she said uh, her first question was, how do you feel about people who are locked up for weed charges? Um, I think we kind of touched on this a little bit in our episode with Bruce Leroy. I think that was number three or four. Um, so when we were recording the episode with Bruce Leroy, we kind of talked about this a little bit. Um, but I feel like they should be released. I feel like it's stupid if you got locked up for a crime and then all of a sudden that quote unquote crime becomes legal and then your jail system, the government, the city, they're all making money off of it. But you still have to sit in a fucking cell three by three or whatever the size is, either by yourself or with fucking Tay Tay from the hood um, and, and spend years in there. Like some of the charges that these people begin for fucking weed, like having it on them, even selling, like I'm not condoning that, but it's just like if you're not fucking moving pounds like I just to me it's like what up like it's fucking weed like if it was mar- or marijuana if it was heroin if it was crack if it was meth like I think I would understand it a little bit more those things really do fuck up people's lives but show me the amount of people whose lives have been fucked up from weed I'll wait I really do feel like they should let them out. I know that, um, well, I don't know, but I've read that there was um, already some, um, I think, counties and some cities that were trying to um, work on their release program for um, inmates who were arrested or who had charges for weed um, that, you know, once it was legalized, they were like, all right, we can get rid of you guys. I feel like logically speaking, because I've, I went to school for criminal justice and I did go to a private prison and I did get a tour and I got to visit and kind of go inside, see how everything was. Um, they're so overcrowded. That's not a secret. Everybody knows that the recidivism rate uh, a few years ago was like at 85%. So I can't imagine that it'd be any lower right now. Um, especially with the way these fucking cops are out there acting. Um, but, um, they're overpopulated. The private prison that I went to had to convert their gymnasium into a dorm style sleeping unit. And their bunk beds were not just two. They had three on there. And then they had some people who had individual beds that were around that because there was just so many motherfuckers up in there. And then mind you, they only had two guards and it was like 400 and something people, you know, they had to shut down that, that recreation room. They couldn't play in there anymore. Like it was made for basketball, made for sports, you know, and it's just like when you're in jail and you are, you don't have a lot of options, taking that shit away from people can be devastating. And it's like, just let them out. You know, like I I think that, uh, you know, they're making money off of it, obviously, especially private prisons make a lot of money off of the inmates that they get. They get paid by the state, but it's like, you know, instead of trying to take more tax dollars from us to be able to fulfill your guys's quote unquote resources and everything you need in the jails, just let those motherfuckers go. They didn't even do anything wrong. Like, I don't know how some of them can sleep at night knowing that they've just taken somebody's freedom away for something as petty as weed. Like, come on. There are so many other things going on out there that you should be busting motherfuckers for than just weed. Like, it's just real fucking petty to me. So, And so Maria had actually wrote in another question, um, and um, my best friend Christian did as well. Um, so I'm just going to answer it now, and then we'll go into Christian's questions. But she had basically asked, um, what is the difference to you between driving buzz and driving high? And then, like 
how do you feel about it? Basically, <clears throat> I think it's kind of obvious. I'm going to I'm going to say it's safe to make this assumption that every single stoner out there who like smokes every day has more than likely driven high, um, either high or smoked in the car and then became high, but was definitely under the influence of marijuana while driving. Um, I don't want to get myself in trouble, but I'll definitely say that I have and I don't have a problem with that because I've been pulled over and I you know what I mean? So it's like I I already I feel like dealt with those problems. I've already kind of been through it. Um, And it's obviously up to the police officer what they want to do in those types of instances. I feel like I really lucked out, um, you know, because it could have been real bad. Like, let's not let's not just focus on how it feels and our ability to drive. You also have to remember that laws are laws. And even if we don't agree with them, you have to abide by them. Because if you don't, then you're 100% wrong at that point in the life in the eyes of the law. Then they have the right to do whatever the fuck they want with you. I feel like the reason I've gotten by for my 25 years, smoking weed and maybe getting caught every now and then in the car, wherever, you know, shit I shouldn't have been doing. I was just respectful. Like, I know y'all's game. I'm going to try and play it better. Or I'm going to play by your rules so I can get the fuck out of the situation. Even if at the end of the day, you feel like you had that, that, that W, you really took an L. And I was the one that walked away with the W. So that's kind of how I look at it. But regardless, you are impaired. Um, there have been times where I have smoked and I got really high and then I drove and on the way home, I kind of didn't really remember how I got home. Like I knew I was in the car. I knew I was driving, but I couldn't remember the drive. There's been times where I've been driving and I had to pull over cause I was like, I'm not in a position to drive right now. I'm fucking stoned out of my mind. There, there are limits that you need to set for yourself if you're going to do that. You know, anytime that, um, you know, I, I smoke, um, I have to think about what I'm going to be doing for the next few hours because depending on what I'm smoking or how much I'm smoking, it really could delay me, um, from being able to do what I need to do, what I need to get done, any of that. So, um, after those experiences, which happened when I was a little younger, um, I tried to be a little bit better about my, my weed consumption, especially right before I'm about to take a trip or if I'm going to get in a car or anything like that. Um, now if you're going to compare it to alcohol, there is no comparison. There's just not, weed's not going to do to you what alcohol does to you for the sole fact that it's not targeting the same brain receptors. Um, and then when it does target whatever part of your brain it's targeting, um, it's not the same chemicals, if you will. Um, and I'm not, even, I don't even want to say chemicals. I want to say components because I don't feel like weed or even alcohol, like beard, there's no like chemicals that are, you know, in there, but, um, it, it's, it, it is different. Um, uh, sorry, blah, blah, blah. Alcohol is targets the same brain receptors as, um, antidepressants do and anti-anxiety medicine. Sorry. I just got like this pop-up on my computer was trying to shut me down. No, but I had, yeah. So I've had anxiety my whole life. One of the first doctors that I went to that prescribed me, um, anti-anxiety medication gave me, um, Xanax. It was a very, very low dosage of it. And I don't really like the feeling that I get from Xanax only because it literally just makes me feel like a potato. Like I could go to sleep. I could sit there and stare at the wall. It's like, it's not a sedative in the sense that it knocks you out, but it's a sedative in the sense that it just really literally makes you numb. Like all the problems that I had before, whatever was giving me an anxiety attack are still there and I'm still thinking about them, but it just, it almost like tricks your brain into not caring. And even if you want to care, like it has put these chemicals in your brain to calm you the fuck down and to sedate you that you really can't get upset the way you were. So for some people that works great, but I went to another doctor eventually when I got older 
And they had told me that, you know, it's great. Yeah. If you need something right in the moment, but if you're looking for something that's going to help you sustain your anxiety over time, um, you need to get something that you can take day to day. That's going to help you like long term. And I was like, okay, but he did kind of warn me, you know, like the first two weeks that you smoke or you you smoke the first two weeks that you're taking this, you're going to feel very up and down. It's going to be like kind of fucking with you a little bit, essentially like with your emotions, um, you know, just kind of with the chemicals in your brain. And then after those two weeks, it's supposed to get you on a good track to where it's supposed to keep you calm and anxiety free for however long you take the medication, I guess. I didn't make it past those two weeks. <laughs> I definitely did not make it past those two weeks. Um, but um, I, I don't like that feeling. And, and that's why I feel like I didn't make it past those two weeks. Um, it sedates you. It's supposed to make you like that. Alcohol is a downer. And I think a lot of people forget that because it's associated with going out and partying and things like that. But uh, shit, if I'm going out and I'm partying, if I'm going to drink, if I'm going to smoke anything, I always drink a Red Bull before I go out because I already know myself. If I get cross-faded, if I drink, if I smoke, they're all kind of downers. You're just going to get sleepy. It's it's just how your body is made up. It's it's how these things work with your body. There's kind of no escaping it. Uh, now, if you want to take a different drug like Molly, then yeah, you're going to be fucking up. So, so choose your drug, choose your drugs wisely, but you know, depending on what you want to get out of it, that, that's how it's going to go. But, um, I would never recommend driving under the influence of alcohol. I think it's really stupid. Um, I think there's a lot of alternatives. I understand that when you get drunk, you're not in the greatest state of mind. So I think it's really important that you let people know where you're at, that you have friends that care about you, genuine friends that can stop you from making bad decisions if you're going to do it. My dad has been handicapped for the last 25 years. When I was three months old, he got into a car accident with a drunk driver. Um, if you live in the Bay Area, you're going to probably be familiar with a highway. I think it's 89. Um, it's Niles Canyon. Um, it's it's basically like a shortcut going from Livermore into the San Jose area. Um, it takes you on some back roads, so it's used a lot. You know, as just an alternative route. So sometimes there can be traffic on it. Sometimes there's not. My dad used to work at a wire factory, so he went in at like 10 o'clock at night. So he was driving at nine o'clock, and uh, before they redid it because of how many accidents were on there it was quite literally on the side of a mountain and it was a two-lane type thing and the drunk driver tried to pass the car in front of him going around a turn and obviously didn't see my dad because he was going around a turn and hit my dad head on um the guy died on impact he was thrown like 30 yards out of his car um my dad was trapped basically inside of his car had to figure out a way to crawl out um his leg was broken in three places basically completely shattered. Um, his whole left leg was reconstructed with metal. Um, it's now two inches shorter than his right leg, which obviously means his spine alignment is off. So he walks with a limp and he has really bad back problems because of it. Um, he also experienced short-term and long-term memory loss. He had to get 75 staples in his head. He was in the hospital for three months. He was in, uh, um, what's that called? Uh, physical therapy for like a year or two. And he's never going to be the same again. He'll never be the same again. And, um, if you don't have a reason to not drink and drive, use my dad as a reason. You know, I'm so thankful in a way that it happened because I feel like we got to spend a lot of quality time together as I was growing up that I probably wouldn't have had had that not happened because he would have been working a lot and my mom was working all the time too and we just didn't vibe and bond the same way that my dad and I did. So I'm really thankful and happy that I had him around the way that he was able to while I was growing up and really had that solid foundation, you know, from one parent to to just be whatever I needed from them, but at the same time, you know, his life was taken away and he didn't have a choice in it. 
He was just going to work. He didn't do anything. And someone else's choice, very poor choice, you know, caused my dad a lifetime of pain and agony. And I just don't think that that's cool. So I'm never going to say, yeah, drive drunk. I don't think anyone's going to tell you to do that. But when it comes down to like cops and them trying to tell you, you know, driving impaired or driving buzzed or driving high, it's all the same thing. It's really not. It's really not because if that was the case, then don't you think they would have caught a lot more people who were driving high? You're not going to see them swerving all over the road. You just don't see that. You know, their, their vision's clear. It's not the same thing. If anything, it helps you focus and concentrate a little bit more to be completely honest with you. Like, I don't know, but <clears throat> those are my opinions, whatever. So thank you, Maria, for that. I think that was a really good one to talk about. Um, I'm going to go into Christian's questions now. And then those will actually be the last ones that I'm going to include on this because I am trying to keep the keep everything a little bit shorter. Fuck, and you know what? I really think, yep, I got rid of them. Okay, I think I remember them a little bit. I just had cleaned out my phone a little bit, so I didn't save that one on accident. Fuck. Actually, hold up. I don't really remember them because I'm high. Give me one second. <laughs> I need to make a phone call. <laughs> Okay, so I don't think his, uh, he was having some problems with his phone yesterday. I just tried to call him to see if I could get him to resend it. Um, just because, like, I'm trying to make this a short one anyway. I think I'm just going to do the one question that I remember that he asked. But his question was, do you think that you could date someone that didn't smoke? I think that this is a good one to talk about because everyone's answer is typically a little bit different. I have dated people that haven't smoked before. And I think that the only issue with it really was if they didn't like weed or the fact that I smoked at all, I had to try and hide it from them because like, I shouldn't have lied, but I just was trying to make them happy and say, yeah, no, I don't smoke. And a lot of my relationships when I was younger were long distance. So how would they know? Right. But if I did go to see them and it was a long drive or whatever, like I would smoke on the way. And then they would ask me like, are you high? No, babe, I'm not high. What are you talking about? Oh, you know, <laughs> I feel like being high is so normal for me now. It's like, if you meet me, I'm probably high. So if I'm high every day after that, you're just going to think I'm normal. And I kind of feel like that's what it came down to. This is kind of different, but just to try and look at it from the opposing side. I have dated people who have smoked cigarettes, but I think that that's kind of hard. So if that's the way that other like non-smokers look at people who do smoke in their relationships, then like I could see why they would kind of be disgusted. But that's just why I really think that everyone should take a little bit of time to kind of educate themselves about weed because it's really not bad. If it's just the fact of smoking and like the tobacco and like thinking that it's gross, not their mouth is gross and they have tartar on their lungs or whatever, like, eh, whatever. Everyone has their own opinions. But if that's the case, I really don't feel like you would be fucking with that person to begin with because they probably off tops would have known that you smoked and then they would have made their decision from there. If they made their decision that they want to fuck with you, then that's just something they're going to have to accept. You know, it's, I, sometimes I feel like it can be harder from their side. Um, just, in my personal opinion because I don't ever want to make somebody that I'm in a relationship with feel like they have to change anything to be with me and that they can't be themselves and it's like if I met you and this is what I agreed upon like I feel like I can't tell you like no don't do it obviously if they're like drinking every day or they're smoking every day and they're becoming non-productive yeah I feel like it would be almost my responsibility as like their girlfriend to step in and say hey maybe we should kind of reassess this I actually had to do that with my dad the other day you know, um, one of his or his pain management doctor that prescribes all of his pain pills makes him choose between weed and and uh, his pain medication um, when he doesn't have to see his doctor for a few months and he knows he can get out of his system. He will smoke a little bit to try and help alleviate some of his pain. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Um, fuck, I hate when this happens. Y'all ever get really high and you just lose your train of thought in the middle of your sentence because that's what just happened to me right now. And I apologize. 
Hold on, let me try and see if I can get it back. <laughs> oh, dating someone that smokes. How would I start talking about my fucking dad and his doctor? Anyway, since I don't remember that that train of thought, <laughs> I'm just going to keep going with what I was saying. Um, I don't like to change people. I don't want them to think that they can't do what they want to do. Um, so I feel like it would kind of be fucked up to say something. But then if you're kind of holding on to those feelings, like not really feeling comfortable with them smoking or being around them when they're getting high, it makes it really awkward for you. And I just don't feel like you should have to sacrifice anything like that on either side to be with somebody. You know, it, it's not that it's not that serious, but it's like... I, I really feel like there's someone out there for everybody. And if y'all can't see past that, then that's just not that somebody for you. And that's okay. You know, it's totally fine. It doesn't mean you're never going to find somebody again. doesn't mean you're never going to get the opportunity to talk to them again. You know, I'm a strong believer that everything happens for a reason. I really try and trust that because I'm so high anxiety. My brain's going 24 seven thinking about every single scenario that could possibly be going on with every single person that I care about or whatever. You just don't want to live like that, you know? So it's, I have enough anxiety. <laughs> like I need to smoke. Okay. If you're not okay with that, then I'm sorry. You just is not the one. Um, and that's fine. But you know, so um, shout out to Christian, my best friend who did episode two with me, the 420 special. Um, he's actually going to be here a little bit later tonight, I think, to swoop me so we can have a little sesh together. Um, so try and check out um, our Twitter page. Um, if you go to my uh, personal Instagram, love.madison, I try and post a lot of things on there about smoking. I try and be a little bit more involved now for my personal account, at least until we grow a little bit bigger to where I can have a bigger following base on, you know, social media. Um, I feel like I don't do a really great job sometimes with the Twitter account. So I just don't want to put too much on my plate and then not be active. And it's kind of like, why are you guys following me? You know? So, um, my personal account on Instagram is a little bit easier to, um, to kind of, uh, keep up with for the, the current period of time. So definitely go on there, check out me and Christian later. Um, I'll make sure that we post some videos for you guys. Uh, he's so fucking funny. You just have to watch him. Just look at him and you'll start to laugh. Not like he's funny looking. He's really fucking cute, but you know what I mean? Sometimes like I just look at him and I cannot help but start laughing. I already know what's going on through his head. We just have that telepathy. <laughs> we had that telepathy. So, um, but thank you guys for listening into the solo sesh. Um, right into me, you know, let, let's, let's be more active with each other. Like I'm here for y'all. I, I don't fucking record these things to listen to myself talk back for an hour. No, sir. I do not do that. I record this stuff for you. So let's, let's be more interactive. Um, also do not forget to check out the video. That's like half of this episode. So I'm going to make sure that I really push that out tonight. Um, again, I apologize for some of the discrepancies in there, but I think all in all, like it was pretty fun. Um, I, I guess I'll tell you now what I did. You've listened to the whole episode. You deserve it. Basically, I just chose some fruits and vegetables to fucking smoke out of one vegetable and the rest were fruit. Um, and it actually worked really good. I was really surprised with how some of them came out. Um, I'm not going to tell you what fruits or vegetables I decided to choose. So just go watch the video. Um, comment, like, rate, subscribe. I don't know if half those are the same thing. Definitely try and subscribe. I'm trying to get more people to listen to this um, through um, iTunes or Apple Music, Apple Play. If you have an iPhone, just use the podcast app on your phone. Just type in uh, Loaded and then Anchor. That's the hosting platform that I use and it'll be the first thing that pops up. Um, and just, you know, that's really going to be the best way to support our podcast. Um, you can listen, you know, wherever. I'm still going to be thankful for that. I still see how many views I get, how many downloads and listens. Uh, how many comments how many applauses how many favorites so thank you guys so much for doing that thus far um but let, let's try and get loaded to the next level if we can let's let's get loaded a little bit a little more loaded a little bit higher yeah let's let's do that together so 
Um, make sure to check out all of our social media. Check out the blog. Um, I'm going to have uh, number four and number five up um, tonight with all of this. So, um, again, I apologize that this is so late. I really do appreciate all of you guys for listening in. And fucking stay lit, stoners. Just stay fucking lit. <laughs> Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Loaded. Our cover art is by DJ Harmony, music by MCF Beats. Make sure to visit our website and blog at www.weareloaded.online. You can also follow us on Twitter at www.twitter.com slash wearloadedpod. I've been utilizing my personal Instagram account recently to help promote the podcast, so feel free to follow me on there as well at love.madison. And remember, Madison is with an E, not an O. If you have any product recommendations or have products you would like featured on the show, please feel free to email us at wearloadedpodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on different podcasting platforms, but to really help us grow, please listen to us on iTunes or through Apple Music. If you're an iPhone user, you can use the podcast app already on your phone, or you can listen to us online via computer. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review to allow us to keep creating awesome content for you. And as always... To cover our blunts as well as yours, Loaded Podcast does not encourage or recommend the use of marijuana prior to using any heavy machinery. Loaded Podcast does not support the use of marijuana prior to driving a vehicle or entering a drug-free workplace. Whether using marijuana for medicinal or recreational purposes, please always remember to smoke responsibly. And as always, donors, make sure to stay lit.